0: Hey, I'm James Parkinson, and you're listening to Gameplay. Just a quick note to let you know that the show is taking this week off. I'm still hard at work on the next couple of episodes, so in the meantime, I'd like to play you an episode of The Defrag, a new daily news podcast from Lawson Media. This one is reported by me and looks at Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Enjoy. In 2019, Disney bought 21st Century Fox for $71.3 billion US dollars. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is of similar scale for gaming. It's a huge boost for Microsoft's Xbox console and their subscription service Xbox Game Pass, essentially Netflix for video games.
1: It's an enormous acquisition. Like The video game industry has never seen anything like it.
0: Luke Plunkett is a senior writer at Kotaku.com.
1: Like for reference, the second biggest acquisition in video game history was earlier this month when Take-Two bought Zynga and that was for, I think, 12 billion US. And so to come out swinging a couple of weeks later highlights just how big a deal this is. This is one of the three home console platform holders buying a company that is responsible for some of the absolute biggest and most profitable names in all the video games. And we've never seen two companies like that come together on a scale anything like this before
0: how does this acquisition position microsoft within the industry
1: it is a deal that's not so much about video games it's more of a content based deal and if, if that makes sense this isn't a this isn't a purchase that's looking at microsoft being able to just put an Xbox logo on a certain amount of Activision or Blizzard games, this is a purchase that's more about shoring up your entire stable of properties and studios and and the kind of games you're releasing and sort of wrapping it as part of a larger ecosystem. So like people talk about Android and Apple ecosystems or like people talk about Netflix and, and Amazon and Apple TV, this purchase is all about Microsoft positioning itself as sort of the first time we've ever had in video game history a company that is really and truly offering itself as a sort of, I hate hate using words like this, but a content stable. Like a company that can say, we are offering all these games on all these different platforms from all these different studios, and it's all under our umbrella.
0: Of course, Microsoft have a big stake in PC gaming too, and their Game Pass service covers both console and PC markets. We really saw this as an amazing opportunity because gaming's continued growth over the years. Microsoft's big on gaming. We're continuing to invest here, and we see it as a real strong catalyst for us in the consumer categories.
1: That's the long game here. That's the play from Microsoft, that they, they see Game Pass as the future of video games. We'll do exactly what Netflix did. We're going to round up all the games and charge you X amount of dollars per month. And so, yeah, that is the ultimate end game. For this for microsoft that instead of just being able to offer i mean obviously game pass already offers a ton of games that aren't microsoft games like most games on the platform are from third-party publishers but going forwards in the future say hey we've been able to add all of these activision blizzard games to our catalog and then guarantee that the future games coming out are all going to be on the catalog as well makes game pass a far more exciting proposition for your average gamer than it is now if they're not already a, a subscriber
0: Each console platform, whether it be Nintendo, PlayStation or Xbox, have their own exclusive games, and news of the deal has players concerned that some titles, which are currently open and cross-platform, may be made exclusive to Xbox. But head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, reassured gamers that Microsoft won't be shutting anyone out we've seen a lot of consolidation in the tech industry and it's nothing new in the games industry either. Microsoft has been you know, acquiring studios and other companies for a while now. Uh, are these big acquisitions a problem for the games
1: industry? It depends who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for the companies that are doing the buying, obviously not. For the rest of us, you know, there's already warning signs. Um, you can look to what's happened with these streaming services where, you know, people's opinions on Netflix in 2022 are going to be very different to what they were in, you know, 2014, 2016, because Netflix came out the gates with all these TV shows, all these movies, all of its original content. And now if you look closely, all of that stuff comes and goes and there's less replacing it than there is being taken away. And so you can look at the dangers of a sh- subscription service where, they get you on the hook promising all this stuff. And then as the the squeeze sets in, which it inevitably does when these companies start looking for more and more profits, you see the value of the service diminishing, but that service has come in and dominated the market to such an extent that alternatives to using that service are no longer viable. So like I personally am am quite wary of these subscription services, because I think we might look back in five years and think, Oh, what have we done? <laughs> you know, we, we let this in and we all subscribe to it and now it's done more damage to video games than it may have done good for both, you know, gamers and the people who make them.
0: Microsoft have acquired a huge asset in Activision Blizzard. They now own the rights to major game titles like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and even Candy Crush. But in doing so, they now also own a company that's facing serious allegations
1: frat boy culture, that is how Activision Blizzard is now being described here in this new lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. The state agency alleges that female employees there are subjected to sex discrimination, unlawful sexual harassment, retaliation, and unequal pay.
0: I guess one of the bigger questions is what does it mean for Activision Blizzard's CEO, Bobby Kotick, whose leadership has been highly criticised due to these scandals. What can we expect to happen? Will he stay? Will he go? What's the expectation?
1: Oh, he's gone. Yeah, I think this is an absolute, as, as much as it pains me to say it, given how responsible he is for so much of this, this is the best case scenario for him, really. He's already used interviews to try and paint this in a light where now was a great time to sell because of stock prices and he blamed Activision Blizzard's poor recent performance on developers and, and certain titles. It started to become apparent that there were a variety of resources and talent that we needed in order for us to be able to continue on that journey. For him, you know, he's, he stands to gain a lot of money from departing his position on top of the money that he's already made over the last 30 years. He's not going to be around in that case when a lot of these lawsuits you know, are going to be coming to fruition and he could be facing consequences from those in a professional state. So as much as it pains me to say it, the the system's won in this case and he's punching out at just the right time. Any issue of harassment or discrimination is something that I would take seriously and do. And like many companies today, we had some challenges, but we have worked through them. We are committed. I can tell you it's a focus of mine. And we continue to improve the culture with the expectation of being the very best, most inclusive workplace culture.
0: What are Microsoft's responsibilities in the lead up to, to this being
1: finalized? Activision Blizzard's problems run a lot deeper than the harassment situation and and a purchase i mean there have been some fundamental issues besetting a lot of those studios for a long time now and microsoft's not only having to deal with a lot of the legal ramifications of that but now they've also got to deal with the you know the everyday developmental issues as well of uh, a combination of neglect and turnover and then you know the direct effects of these of this harassment case where a number of very senior personnel have left the company well the companies really Activision Blizzard is it's in a bit of a shambles what they have to do now that they've got hold of all this is you know they're going to be spending a few years having to right the ship they're going to have to rehire people they're going to have to stabilize they're going to have to get these games that have had a troubled development out onto the market, and then they're going to have to make sure that the next games coming out don't suffer from the same problems that led to such a negative culture and outcomes prior to the purchase as well.
0: So will joining Microsoft help to address some of these toxic culture issues within the company?
1: It's difficult to say without being, you know, Microsoft's such an enormous company that it's difficult to sort of say what Microsoft corporate culture is. (laughs) You know, it's, it's such a huge company that spans the entire globe that you can't really say it has a culture at all. I think the important thing a lot of people need to remember is this isn't Microsoft absorbing Activision Blizzard. It's Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard, but that's still going to be its own company with its own chain of command, its own structure that can be worked with. And so, yeah, from what I've seen of, of people at Activision Blizzard, there's a real mix of optimism and hope that They're just free of, you know, or they will be free of the very top of the structure that enabled and protected this sort of terrible toxic work environment, coupled with the apprehension that, hey, you know, this move, like all corporate purchases could have a lot of negative repercussions. You know, they could shut studios, they could force people to move. We don't know how any of those current sort of arrangements or or studio arrangements are going to work under Microsoft until that deal is made final.
0: Just finally, there are questions over whether this deal will uh, be found to violate antitrust laws in the United States. From your understanding of what you've observed, is there a chance that it might fall through?
1: No, I haven't seen any sort of credible explanations or expectations that it's going to be held up, which says as much about American regulations as it does the reality of the situation. But, um, you know, as, as big as Activision Blizzard is, it's still only one publisher it's not like xbox is buying playstation you know or nintendo something that would really sort of make people sit up and think well this is threatening to become a a monopoly situation it's just a big purchase um you could argue that it, it may be bigger than people realize it is if it has a huge effect on game pass you know in the coming years but I don't know how many American lawmakers are <laughs> sort of up to speed on the fast moving nature of the video game industry and how quickly it's moving from a traditional sort of box retail digital download model to this subscription model and how important it could be for that so yeah I I don't see any sort of grounds whatsoever on which it's, it's going to be held up if they let Disney buy Fox you know, and the rights to Marvel and all this other stuff without breaking a sweat. I can't see them having any problem with this either.